but we will go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Doug Branson of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, dialing in. You can also check his workout on everyhornetsboxscore.com. Doug, how are you doing after the loss of the Pistons and Steve Clifford's presser? Woof. I mean, that was a uh, tough one to watch. You know, the second best offensive game the Hornets have all season met the absolute worst defensive game they've played all season, maybe in a couple of seasons. And that's saying something because they didn't play much defense in the previous two seasons. But that was that was difficult to watch. So Steve Clifford, obviously angry as well, didn't take any questions. He just wanted to have his message to the team about how they don't have any all-stars on this team, much like Mitch Kupchak said a couple of years ago. He said they don't have five all-stars and that you can't play to outscore people solely by only playing on offense. They need to put a lot more effort on defense. What did you make of Steve Clifford's press conference yesterday? I mean, I thought it was a fair, clear assessment of the issues that this team is, is going through right now. And, and even with LaMelo Ball's return, uh, it still wasn't enough offense to overcome some of the defensive issues that have been slowly getting worse over the past couple of weeks. They, they have not been able to keep the ball in front. It's obvious that the, the number of injuries that they've sustained have taken a toll, I think, on everybody's uh, belief and ability to play on both ends of the floor. I mean, it's really impressive to lose a game when you get 22 points off of the opposing team's turnovers and you only give up four turnovers. You only give up four points off of turnovers. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know how you lose a game except by playing some of the worst defense that, that basketball fans have seen all season. It's crazy. Doug West Bryan here, your boy. Uh, we were talking this morning about just, I feel like, one of the major problems with this team starts in the locker room and the lack of true leadership. And I'll, I'll put it in simplistic form as far as just somebody needs to walk in the locker room and say, listen, we're going to win or we're going to scrap. Like, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> but what do you say to that type of, of, of nastiness, grittiness that this team needs? Because I feel like they just like each other a bit too much. They're not going to get on each other. And they're just too concerned uh, with a lot of the wrong things from things that we've seen off of the court. What do you think about the leadership and what's going on inside of, of, of this team's psyche? Oh, well, I mean, I, I think it's, I think you can point to a lack of players that really identify as defenders first. Uh, and, and in fact, one of the only players I think that they have on the roster that fits that bill is Dennis Smith Jr., who, remember, they have on an unguaranteed contract, was, was about to lose his place in the association, and the Hornets take a flyer on him right before the season gets started, and he comes out and, and is an amazing on-ball defender and was was opening eyes across the league with his ability uh, to steal the basketball but also keep a guy in front. I mean, the, the problems that they have on defense, you, you don't need to be some like complex basketball genius to understand what's going on here. Guys are not staying in front, and, and it's, it's it goes all the way down the roster, uh, including the guy who returned last night, LaMelo Ball. I don't think did a great job defensively uh, to, to help his team out. He transformed them offensively. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they had their best offensive game in large part because of his return. Uh, but I don't know if it's, if it's the ankle slowing him up a little bit on the defensive end, but he could not, he couldn't keep Killian Hayes in front of him. He was going under screens on Alec Burks, but it, it's not, it's not just Lamelo. It's Terry Rozier not get, getting back in transition defense. It's the fact that they really don't have a physical presence underneath. Mason Plumley, admirable job on the offensive boards, keeping them in the game, getting the tying put back there to send the game into overtime. But he's just not a threat to really defend at the rim, and neither is Nick Richards, 
who is consistently getting pushed out of the paint by Isaiah Stewart, Beef Stew. They, this team needs a Beef Stew underneath. They need a guy like Isaiah Stewart, and they don't have it. And, and these problems just sort of snowball onto one another, and you get the result like you got last night against Detroit. Do you think some of this is just a Hornets being a byproduct of a young NBA where these teams that try to tank and they have these youthful rosters uh, and, and teams just ushering out older players and wanting to go young? Do you think the Hornets are a byproduct of that? Well, I mean, I think they could have benefited uh, in the past couple of seasons from from certainly a veteran presence or somebody that could come in and give them real championship experience. Because you have to understand, they're really depending on Terry Rozier to, to tell them what it's like to play playoff basketball. There's just not a lot of experience uh, that, that they can share, you know, among the players. Now, now Clifford has been on staffs, you know, as an assistant coach that have been championship-level contending staffs. But there's just, yeah, there's no one in the locker room that really has, you know, that kind of view. Like, here's exactly how we have to play, how we have to start playing uh, in order by the end of the season to be the kind of team that doesn't get shellacked in a play-in game. And that's what Clifford was speaking to, that you have to find a way to play consistently on the defensive end, that when you get into a playoff situation, when both teams are going to really lock down, not turn the basketball over, the style of play slows down tremendously in the postseason. You've got to find a way to be able to generate points off of your defense and get a stop when you absolutely need one. And the Hornets showed last last night that they're just not anywhere near that at this at this point in time. It's Doug Branson from the Locked On Hornets podcast. Doug, it's happening again. <coughs> Goodness gracious, I'm struggling so bad. Doug gets to listen to this every single morning, it seems like, for the past month, even if it has only been the two weeks. Um, of me just having to battle this cold. It's Doug Branson, Locked On Hornets, everyhornetsboxscore.com on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I do want to ask you about just the magnitude of this loss, too, because to me, Doug, kind of feels like a turning point and maybe not a turning point, but it feels like a significant loss to where this team now might just be headed towards there's no way they can make up enough ground to get to the play-in tournament. You have one more game left before you hit the six-game West Coast road trip, and P.J. Washington joined our buddy Sam Farber on the Hivecast and said, hey, stick with us, we're going to get there. But last night's loss to the only team below the Eastern Conference standings below you, that's the tough one, right? That's That makes it really hard to stick with them. What did you make of this loss as far as their ability to climb back in the standings go? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes it really difficult. Now you're 7-21, and 21, uh, you're getting deeper, you've got that big West Coast road trip coming up. And, and not only is it a West Coast road trip, but it's full of really good, talented teams. Denver, Sacramento, the Clippers, the Lakers are playing a lot better. Portland, uh, gold, you ended in Golden State. So, I mean, there's not really a gimme game in there at all. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I think Clifford is probably going to put a lot of emphasis you know, when, when they're talking today on this game that they've got Friday against Atlanta as, as really a show-me kind of game. Can they find the defensive spirit that they're going to need to survive this West Coast road trip and, and be competitive? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you get a player like LaMelo Ball back that you think, all right, you know, you, you get this opportunity uh, to get a major piece back. Can you finally start to put things together? And, and it all blows up in your face. What does that do psychologically to the team's belief system? Can they, once again, they've had to do this multiple times. I think that's what you have to understand, is this team has gone through this where they've gotten players back and then lost players. And, and, and they've had to pull themselves together. And for the most part, you know, they have stayed together. Even through big losing streaks, this team has played competitively on both ends of the floor. 
And and lately, you know, since that bad loss to Milwaukee, where Milwaukee didn't play any of their top scores and they still lost the game and weren't very competitive, since that game, they, they really have started to slip on the defensive end and lose a little bit of that belief. I think Clifford, obviously, you know, in his presser, I think there is a, a level of concern leaking through there that, that maybe this is starting to come off the rails a little bit. Well, another big topic that I'm sure was on the minds of a lot of Hornets fans was Jalen Duran, the way he came in and really just wrecked the boards last night. Here for you the go, Pistons. Doug. This is your platform. Yeah, does this make <laughs> you feel better or worse uh, about the Mark Williams pick? And do you feel like at this point with Mark Williams on G League duty that this pick is heading uh, in a downward trajectory? It doesn't make me feel any kind of way about Mark Williams in particular because he was the 15th overall pick and would have been the 15th overall pick had the organization opted to use their 13th pick on Jalen Duran. I mean, I think Mark Williams, you know, has a lot of potential to be a really good piece for this team. But but what I said at the time, you know, but before the draft is I thought Jalen Duran specifically had some physicality, some strength, and and a body type that could immediately come and contribute to a center rotation that desperately needed some of those things. And he also, and I think he put that on display last night, he has an intensity level, uh, uh, you know, a drive that I think uh, could have helped this team tremendously. And, and he put it on display. Yeah, he was a terror on the board. He had six offensive boards. But more importantly, he was an active part of going out and getting defensive rebounds, finishing possessions for the Detroit Pistons, something that the Hornets have struggled with all season. He was also setting really good screens. I mean, doing a lot of those little things that, that you want uh, out, of, out of that type of center. And, you know, obviously he has a lot of growth. He, you know, he missed a, a bunch of shots in that game. He's got a lot of growth, too. It's not like he would have come in and, and been like a rookie of the year contender for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't even think he would have contended for a starting spot. He may have spent some time in the G League as well. But I think eventually he could have contributed in a way that I don't see Mark Williams immediately contributing this season. So, yes, it is disappointing to see Jalen Duran make such an impact for the Detroit Pistons when, when knowing that the Hornets not only traded that pick away, traded it for a worse first-round pick. Yes, you pick up multiple second-rounders, but you trade it for a worse first-rounder. Doug, what do you think was a harder listen for Locked On Hornets podcast fans? Was it when I just threw a big old temper tantrum when they traded away SGA, or was it when we were both really depressed after they traded away Jalen Duran and your lights kept flickering on and off because of your sole power to have that effect on the lights because of how down you fell? Yeah, well, I think it was a worse experience for the the viewers of the of the YouTube channel. Because, <laughs> yes, the technical difficulties, you know, that was difficult. It was it was just an emotional you know reaction from you. Uh, you know, and and I was just worried that that the Hornets were going to throw us. Out That's right, <laughs> as we were doing it, you know, in the arena. But no, yeah, I mean, um, in terms of those picks, you know, I think they just go into a long line of of draft. You, you know, I I won't even. It's, it's some of it's unfortunate. Like I think the SGA Miles Bridges uh, pick situation is is going to. You know, there's going to be a lot that goes into that. But you know, the Monk pick. It's just a long line of both bad luck and I think you know, bad sort of understanding what your roster needs and the ability to deliver that through the draft. You know, I think there's a lot of criticism to hand out. All right. That's Doug Branson of the Lockdown Hornets podcast on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can also check out his Substack every Hornets box score on every Hornets box score.com. Doug, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks again. Absolutely. I'm going to go wash this loss off me.